Hey guys, before we begin our next episode, a quick word from our sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. I know that's got you already free. And there's creation tools within it that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your computer. You don't got a computer? Hey, you could do it right from your phone. That's right. Create a podcast with just your phone. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more anywhere. They do it all for you. Plus, not enough. You can make money off of creating your own free podcast with no minimum listenership. So what else do you want? Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, guys, what is up? It's your boy Frankie. Uh, back with uh, another episode of Before the Scrap, After the Scrap Edition. Uh, we just finished up watching the Calvin Cater versus Dan Ige card. What a fight night. It was a really awesome card. And guess what, people? We got all of our predictions correct. I, I'm i dying to get a soundboard so I can give myself a round of applause. Uh, even though I did predict a couple of KOs that did not happen, uh, the end result was fav- favorable uh, to us, so we got every prediction correct, man, and and it was an awesome card. Uh, some fights delivered a lot more than I expected. Uh, let's get into it. All right, so opening fight of the main card. Munir Lazes versus Abdul Razak. And didn't I tell you this guy Lazes was special? I told you guys, a lot of people are doubting me, but this guy is special. Uh, crazy story before his debut, uh, convincing Dana White to get in contact with him by showing his highlight reel on his phone. It wasn't even him, it was a cousin that bumped into Dana and in, uh, in a restaurant in Abu Dhabi or Dubai one of those two uh, he didn't get the knockout as I thought he would but only because Razak has a chin on him dude um, he showcased everything though a lot of stand-up skills some nasty elbows knees especially to the body and to the head lightning fast head kicks um, he didn't show off a lot of uh, jiu-jitsu at least not in a good manner but he showed a lot of strength uh, Abdul Razak actually got him down and landed inside control once and this guy is just so strong he just got up right away you can't imagine the strength and conditioning it takes to just get up after being taken down like that and uh, Lazes surprised me he looked like the fresher fighter by the end of the third round he has a really good gas tank but Razak was strong he came to kill and he landed a few good strikes and Lazes was just more visually pleasing and also effective I mean he was more efficient uh, but he was also visually pleasing to the judges as it was a unanimous decision but I mean, Razak was never out of the fight. 
but man i told you guys this guy was is special you gotta keep an eye on him he isn't that young though i believe he's in his 30s 32 ish i want to say but he's gonna climb up the rankings fast and uh, next fight uh molly mccann meatball molly uh versus Dyla santos i was really hesitant to even predict this one uh my heart was with meatball but something was just telling me nagging at me saying that santos was too strong for her and that's what we saw uh, she was really overpowering uh, molly did show some good striking i think she was uh, or is the better striker but uh, santos was just too strong and had a much better uh, ground game and was able to dominate her especially round two and three to get that win uh so my heart was with meatball but uh, my facts were with Dyla santos um next uh, i was really pumped for this one jimmy el terror rivera versus cody stanman and some people told me i was saying stanman on the previous podcast I, yeah i was guilty as charged thing is i uh, wrote it down in, in my notes because i take notes you know your boy studies deeply to get you this knowledge and the best predictions we could and i wrote it wrong on the on my header in my notebook so i was just uh involuntarily reading it every time i was trying to say his name so i was saying stan man um it was a really even fight really even so uh, this was basically uh, they're bantamweights but they fought at featherweight so it was a bantamweight fight without cutting weight isn't that cool and so they were really even these guys are so short but they're built so thick and strong man uh really good wrestling by jimmy uh cody is an awesome wrestling too but jimmy was just able to uh, cancel it out with his high school wrestling skills and uh, jimmy's got some hands man it's been a long time i hadn't seen jimmy fight i missed his 2019 fights unfortunately uh, and he's a third degree karate black belt so he's got hands i think if he would have let his hands loose a bit more he could have gotten in some more combinations and hurt cody a bit more even knock him down a few times maybe even finish the fight uh it was really even but jimmy uh, marked the pace the whole time uh he was always chasing him down and his corner work was pretty cool uh, you could see him in his corner and he would actually instead of just listening and taking in the knowledge he would kind of input his feeling and they would actually have a conversation and <laughs> did you see uh, when he was entering Doctagon before uh he got slapped so hard by his corner man is that his brother <laughs> that kind of reminded me of clay guida um and cody's leg was hurt bad by jimmy's kicks damn that guy could kick that bruise oh, looks so nasty but hey, we got the dub in that prediction too uh what's next uh, for jimmy uh, he gave uh, uh piotr jan the hardest fight of his life i want to see those guys go at it again honestly and now tim awkward elliot versus ryan babyface benoit i noticed bisping was saying benoit is it benoit or benoit i say benoit because of i remember chris benoit was a huge wwe geek so i just say benoit anybody uh who can chime in with their knowledge let me know how it should be pronounced uh well tim awkward elliot made uh his nickname justice he, he was really awkward he kind of has like that 
I want to say Dominic Cruz, but it's more more like Nate Diaz. As he's striking, uh, his head movement is just to lean to his left heavily. That's like what Nate does when you start striking repeatedly at him. You know, not the best head work, but he's got a chin. Um, yeah, he showcased his really good wrestling. We knew he had really great wrestling. That's what won him the fight. Uh, those takedowns and those rapid elbows. And he knew that he had to close each round strong. And even though he had a late takedown, he would do everything to get in some fast strikes just to end the round strong. Uh, he almost got a guillotine. I thought he had him. I thought that was in there so tight. But Ryan, been, uh, Ryan showed some pretty awesome ground game and defense and was able to escape uh that issue with his finger in the third round wasn't that something um i thought he broke his finger he did say in the post fight interview that his two middle fingers were like making a y <laughs> they were separating from one another and he was trying like to pop it back in place and just couldn't and he had to go like straight jab he was spamming that wire triangle button on the console just throwing mean jabs uh, started doing some spinning <laughs> and and it was awesome uh, uh ryan definitely noticed it and was just too desperate to go for the kill uh when he was actually pulling at his finger and he was able to fiend him off with some awesome jabbing so that jab was <laughs> was really cool and uh, like I said, Ryan Benoit unfortunately continues his uh, winning every other fight tradition. Uh, win, lose, win, lose, win, lose. He won his last fight, so he had to bag an L. And Elliot was coming off three losses. I thought that guy was itching for a win, I believe. I believe it was three losses. So, But that fight delivered. That was a really good fight. And the main event, I predicted a third round KO. I thought uh, Cater's power would be too much for Egate. He was a lot less precise though than he usually is, not Cater. But if that was the case, it's all thanks to Egay. Uh, Egay was really tricky. He was never in the pocket. But it was weird that um cater was always pushing the pace but he would respect Ige a lot like he would always be walking him down and but as soon as Ige stopped and took a step forward he would go back as well so and, and i think it was because Ige did an awesome job countering the whole first round he's got some mean counters uh whenever um cater always likes um dropping his left hand low to go for the body when he's ripping combinations and he was always counter him right there when he would go for the body shot but mm, i mean cater has his boxing fundamentals so ingrained into him uh, he never has his uh, backhand low it's always near his chin ready to block any strike uh, ige did take that second round strongly his counters were really coming into fruition uh, i mean cater ended the second round strong but uh, i think it was not enough to get uh, to steal it from ige ige did slow down a lot after the third you can notice it ige was landing a lot but 
you can just see the power difference. Uh, Cater, whenever he landed, he would mark his face. And it looked a lot more even in strikes, but and when I saw the the strike count at the end, man, Cater demolished them regarding those stats. So, oh, Cater's nose did give him some issues in the middle of the fight. I think his nose is still messed up from Leo Heathen busting it up in his last fight, uh, Jeremy Stephens. Isn't that guy tough too? So uh, it was an easy 4-1 for Cater. Uh, what's next for Cater? I think he's gonna be, uh, well, he was number six, so he's gotta be in top five. Who was number five? I think, um, was it Yair? Yair Rodriguez? Yeah, I think it's Yair. Uh, Yair is the Mexican, like your boy Frankie, but I think he showed some really bratty behavior against Jeremy. And he's not on my good side lately. But that'd be that'd be crazy, right? Uh, I'd say Cater takes that fight, but let's see. I, I don't mind watching it. Nobody does. It's going to be fireworks. But that's pretty much it, guys. Start streaming the podcast. We went 5-0 and on this one. You're going to make some pennies here. Throw some at your boy. <laughs> Well, tune in to the podcast. I'm going to release the Q&A uh, tomorrow. Uh, I had some things to do. Like I said, it's hard watching Fight Night on a Wednesday. Got things to do uh, within the week. But I got all your questions written down, and I'm going to upload that episode early. Or it's going to be up by tomorrow. Stay tuned. I'll keep you posted. Follow us on Instagram on Before the Scrap podcast with an underscore between each word it's in the description of the podcast uh before underscore the underscore scrap underscore podcast give us a follow peace i'm out